Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 204. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. What's up, y'all? Thanks for checking out the pod. I've heard that's the uh, that's the cool way to say it, check out the pod. So. Where'd, you, uh, where'd you hear that from? You never heard them say check out the pod? Clearly not. That's why I'm asking. Anyway. I just heard it here on TikTok. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Real Talk. A place where we talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We're just some young guys trying to tell you about Jesus and try right, to man. figure this thing called life out. Um, somewhere in the description of this video, you will see a link that you can either copy and paste or actually clink it. Clink, click if it's live. Clink. At www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Click the link. Go down to the bottom of the page where it says submit a question. Hit it. Form fillable box. You can type a question about God, life, the Bible. You know, so maybe something you're going through that you want some advice from people who are taking it serious and who are coming from a biblical perspective. Mm. That's what we're here to do. That's right, man. So we're not perfect. We don't pretend to be, but <clears throat> we take your questions seriously. And, um, you know, if we don't have an answer, we'll tell you that too. But everyone deserves to have a place where they can ask those kinds of questions. And, and realistically, just because the way humans are, sometimes we don't feel comfortable asking those in, in person. So whether you're a Christian who's in a church, but it's kind of a sensitive question, or you don't have anyone to ask, or you're not a Christian and you're just listening, but you're open and trying to find the truth out so you don't have anyone to ask mm-hmm. who is a believer, right? That's what we call Christians. You, uh, you can use this platform to do that. That's right. That's it. So <clears throat> there you go. Now, you made me think of something. Okay. When you said clinkins on accident, <laughs> did you ever play or watch anybody play? Because I know you also had friends you watch play video games. Oh, I did. Like I did. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch or play Ratchet and Clank? Oh, yeah. My friend Jeffrey used to play all, this, all the time, and I loved watching him play. So when you said clink, for some reason, it reminded me of Ratchet and Clank. Don't know why. I right, because it's close no to Ratchet. No joke, I thought the same thing. No, really? Yeah, oh yeah. That's crazy. That's <coughs> That's some so other wild. news. That's huge in the world of music. <coughs> for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are going to get breaking news here. Oh, this is exciting. AJ, how do you feel about the world of pop punk? I love the world of pop punk. Such luminaries as Blink-182, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Blink. I and, love Blink One Eight Two, but I don't. I try not to listen to him anymore. And the reason I say this is because you need to you need to hear the truth. Good What's Charlotte. That's another band. I was trying to think of others. Good Charlotte's a good one. <laughs> Here's good the reality. Uh huh. One of what some people call. The, I just noticed he moved everything in the back of the screen. <laughs> I can do some every magic. single see. day, every single Tuesday of my life. <laughs> this is the world that I live in, right? Every single Tuesday of my life. Yeah. So for those that are watching and say Todd seems absolutely miserable every single week, you're probably right. Because <laughs> if I don't catch something, this is being real. Okay. It. This is what happens every time. But at least you caught it. Yep. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, some uh, some forty one. I think that's her name, right? Yeah, they they broke up. They're breaking up. What? It's over. So, <clears throat> why? They didn't say. So uh, I, that's the gist of that. I'm pretty sure I know that. Like their singer, I think he had like something crazy. I can't remember if it was like throat cancer, or if it was like it has nothing to do with that. According, to, they just put out. You know, man, it's probably hard to do that genre of music. Like the older you get, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's really high energy. Like, it's really hard on you. So it makes sense. Yep. But that, so that's, that's news I thought some of you may want to know. 
Yeah, that's sad. All right, man. What do you got to? Uh, you got anything to talk about your life? <clears throat> yeah, man. So, um, couple things. If my phone will load. Um, so I've had one one thing that's kind of been on my mind lately. Uh, this this last week leading up to today is, um, I've been thinking about like the stages of life, mm-hmm. and and I hate. I guess there's a part of me that hates how inevitable different stages of life are. Um, mm-hmm. And so then it made me think about the question, like, what is inevitable? You know, people can say, you know, there's a few things that are inevitable in life. You know, people, you know, you they have like the, the cliche terms, like, you know, there's, you know, there's, you know, there's death and death, taxes. That's right. Death and taxes. And yeah. it's like, it makes me, I don't know, man. It just made me think about like, what is inevitable? And then I thought about these stages of life and I was like, dude, I, I guess a part of me gets sad about that because, you know, the passing of time messes with me already. So then I, when I thought about, you know, the idea of like these stages that you cannot avoid, they just come, they come and go. And are I'm you going like, to say what they are or did I miss that? Oh no, I didn't say what they were. Yeah. I did not say what they were. Um, so I, I kind of looked into it and like a lot of people, like a lot of people break it down in like four stages usually, which is like, you know, you got your childhood, young adulthood, middle, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so these like, are the stages you're talking about? Yes, funny enough. <clears throat> so, and like they were just kind of defining like what you do in those. And mm-hmm. I think you've talked about this before too in the past. And it's like, I think for me, it just kind of like, I, I realized it kind of gave, gave me like this sadness because I was like, dude, like I hate that there's these things that are just inevitable that come. Like it doesn't matter what you do, they come. And so um, it's probably just a control thing. Time's weird, man. It goes it back is. to that time thing. It, it you know. And and I started googling stuff. I was like, I started like asking, and I was asking Google, um, <laughs> like, hey, like, what is it? Like, is there a is there something wrong with people who who can't handle the passing of time? Like that. Kind of, like, oh yeah, what does it say? There was a, a disorder about it. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, pe- people who can't handle the passing of time. And then I started thinking about the idea of like. Is there people that don't even like understand the passing of time? What do you mean? They don't like, think about it? Exactly. Like it's <sighs> a good question, man. I don't know. But anyway, so I think there's people that don't it doesn't drag them down as much. That that and I I envy those people. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you 100%. So so that was one thing, man. Is like I just I don't know. The passing of time already messes with me and then I started thinking about the the, the inevitabilities of life and I was like I don't know. Maybe there's some things that. Oh, I cramped. Sorry. Ooh, you all right? Oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and so I don't know, man. That was just one thing that was on my mind. Um, another thing, and I don't know if you might bring this up too. We'll see. But um, we went and saw *Nefarious*. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, what a movie that was, dude. Um, super powerful. You know it. You know it's. It was made by a Christian, uh, and the the themes of it are just so like. Man, just real. Like the the plot is just so good, and I and I loved it. And it was terrifying. It was a terrifying film, dude. And uh, anybody that you know is into the horror genre, or even just if you're a Christian looking for like a, a movie that's real, like go watch this movie, man. Yeah, like, I think so to fill things out for people because yeah. they're going to be. You know, it's hard to almost call it horror. It's horror because it it makes you face the reality of like the spiritual world, <clears throat> and you know it is. It's sort of their marketing campaign was pretty clever because they try to make it seem as though it was just pure horror when the truth is, man, it was almost a sermon, right? Coming yeah. from a different... And the guy different, the guy who created it said it was sort of like, in his mind, the screw tape letters, mm. but from a person, you know, um, 
in a speaking form. If you know what that is, C.S. Lewis wrote a book kind of from the perspective of demons and how they interact with people. So, yeah, man, it's it was I thought it was a good movie. It I, was. I, I know, you know, some people probably went into that expecting just a pure horror film. I don't necessarily think it's a horror film. Agreed, you're some right. Some of it's definitely creepy, but what's creepy is is that, you know, there's biblical principles in there, man. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, like I said, the author, the writer, that the it was based on a book, you know, is a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, at least claims to be. So, yeah, it's pretty eerie. Oh, absolutely. And like, so, yeah, especially, speaking on genre, um, I don't know, maybe I consider it more, maybe more of a thriller, a thriller, maybe like a drama. But like, it is just, it made me think about the idea of spiritual warfare and how real it really is, man. And like, that really opened my eyes to like, first off, it makes me, th- it made me think about my old life, like before I was saved. And I was like, dude, it's crazy how like, you know, as a Christian, I, I, I can still very much be oppressed, right? But it, it scares me so much to think that back then I didn't have the Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. what, he, what the enemy could have done with me. And like honestly, what he was doing with me, like you know, he he he, I might have not been possessed and in like full control or anything like that, but like, dude, like the oppression was so much deeper than what it is now. Like, I mean, I was straight hopeless, man. And like, I don't know, dude. Like, seeing this movie just really opened my eyes to like what the enemy wants from you, like what he what the goal is. Yeah. And I was like, dang, man, it really puts into perspective, like. You know, I started, like, looking around, you know, I, I remember as soon as the movie was over, like, I remember thinking, like, you know, coming out of the theater, I was, like, looking around, thinking, like, man, these people, like, these people don't know. And I was, like, man, I I guess it was convicting because I was, like, dude, like, we need to tell people. Dang it. Like, I suck. <laughs> like, I need to tell people the truth that, you know, Christ is real and, like, this is all real and, like, there's an enemy who wants to drag you to hell. It's true. And I was, like, man. So I don't know, man. It was just, it was really eye-opening. And like, I don't know, I, I suggest you see it, whether you're a believer or not. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, there's a lot of good stuff in it, so. Yeah, it was, it, it was powerful. It definitely makes you think about your own life. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, like, I couldn't, like, like, like I said, like, it just made me think about who I was before I was saved and, like, the influence that, that the enemy had had on me was so strong. And I was like, man, like that—that's what he wanted. He did everything he could to keep me away from God, and like, that's wow, what's crazy man. about the power of God, though. Too is like, it didn't matter the influence the enemy had on me before I knew who he was. God loves me so much that he kept poking his head in my life, probably in places I would have never expected or hmm. the enemy expected. Because once again, he is all powerful. Like, <laughs> he went into the places that, if anything, the enemy tried to influence me the most. God went to those places. I'm like, dang. Like and then and then it made me think about Jesus, dude. And I was like, that's what he did too. He went to the he went to the sinners. He went to the place that people didn't want to go. And I was like, man, he I don't know, man. Just so and that's another part of that movie that's really powerful is when they talk about the carpenter. So like, it's it's cool. Man. Oh yeah, they call him the carpenter because yeah. yeah, yep, it's super cool, man. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. You guys should watch it. Um, so yeah, uh, went and saw that. Um, we actually had a lady message our, our, our church page about it, seeing it. So I was like, this is super cool. I'll have to message her back and tell her that we watched it. Um, super cool. Um, the only other thing I have is uh, I actually saw a video. Um, and it, it was a TikTok. 
um, which we actually have a couple TikToks from people that that somebody sent us in today. But um, the one I saw, and it, and again, just being it was just a good reminder of like God, man, and like his character and like what he like what he, and how he uses us. It was a video about a guy who said like. Hey, you know, I was saved and like I didn't really know how to pray really and like I was just driving down the ho- down the highway. Wait, that was one of the ones we got. N- this oh, is my own. I saw. I was about to say, I, I saw it today this, actually. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. And like he was driving. He's like, hey, I was, you know, I, I kind of prayed to God, like, hey, God, like I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, you know, I know you're good, and like if you want to use me, even on this drive, use me. And he said about a minute later, he saw a hitchhiker on the road, wow. and he said he passed him. Well, he said that he said I didn't understand what the Holy Spirit was really yet, but I just. Something kept telling me, you need to go. You need to go pick him up. So he said, I turned around and, you know, made an illegal U-turn <laughs> to turn around. And, you know, he said he went and he picked this guy up. You know, and he said his name was Joe. And he said, uh, you know, it was quiet. It was kind of quiet for a while. And then, you know, God, you know, God kept telling me, like, hey, like, you need to tell him about me. And, you know, he's like, I didn't know how to bring this up. Like, I didn't know what to say. And he's like, so I just kind of said, so, Joe, you know, do you ever think about spiritual things? And, you know, Joe just kind of went, I can't believe you just asked me that. Hmm. And he said, at first, I thought he was going to be, like, annoyed. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to be like, you know, oh, I don't, you know, blah, blah, you know. Here we go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he wasn't sure what to expect. And then Joe said, my life has been a wreck. And he said that about a couple hours ago, I was, I was, as I was out here hitchhiking, I, I looked up in the sky and said, God, if you're real, send one of your people to tell me about you. Wow. And I went, frick. You know? I was like, dang it, dude. And, like, and that guy was like, so he's like, is that you? And then he's like, that'd be me. <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> and so like, that's wild. Oh man. And it just reminded me of like, man, dude, like that, like you always talk about the quiet voice, dude. And it's like, man, dude, I don't know. It made me think about like the times where I have listened to the quiet voice and how powerful it's been. And then also it made me think about the times I don't listen to the quiet voice and that I need to, because I mean, that, and he said that day, that guy named Joe gave his life to Christ in his car on the highway. Wow, dude, that's wild. For <laughs> you know, me. like, like he, he committed his life to Christ that day. And I was like, dang it, dude. Like, man, God is, and like, I remember him saying, like, you know, God will use you. He will. If you, if you believe in Christ and, and you follow him, he will use you. Mm. And it made me think about my own life. And I was like, dang it, dude, like. God, God is waiting for me to be, to, for me to like to be used. Like He wants to use me. It's just mm-hmm. whether I'm willing. Which goes back to some of the original things I re- I remember first hearing you talk about, man. When I first even became a Christian, or before I was even a Christian, you always talked about like you just have to be willing. I'm like, dang, dude. After all this time, like, ha- is that one of my issues? I've just become unwilling. I'm like, dang it. I've let, you know, the weight of life or, I've, uh, you know, I've let, you know, my own crap get in the way of being willing, you know? So it's like, dang. Um, so, yeah, I saw that video, dude, and I just, it was so encouraging, but also super convicting because I was like, dang it, dude, like, I just got to be willing. Mm. I just got to, I got to, when I wake up in the morning, dude, I just have to be willing and he'll mm. use me. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that today. I kind of thought about throwing it up on here, but weird timing. Oh, absolutely weird timing. <laughs> but yeah, especially after yeah after a conversation we had. So yeah, man. That, well, that's, also just with the you know the yeah the topic in general. Absolutely, <clears throat> it was just like I don't know, man. It blew my mind. Like God's always trying to. That's another thing. Not only does God want to use us, but He's also just trying to like talk to us. Like we were as kids, man. Mm. And like I forget that. I forget that God just wants to love me. 
Like, he's not looking at all the mistakes I make all the time and all the dumb stuff I do. Like, he just wants me to come to him and have a relationship with him. <laughs> and, like, he wants to encourage me and show me the way, you know? Like, he doesn't ever want to look at me and say, look what you've done, ever. Mm. And it's like, dang it, I forget that all the time, you know? God isn't mad at you. Like, that's another thing, like you said a long time ago, that sticks that I, that I forget, but I also remember. <laughs> yeah, in Christ, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like he's not he's not mad at you. It's like, dang it. So. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, that's what <clears throat> I guess my boy's type was doing. Still going. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, he is. If you're listening on the podcast, he was talking and his uh, phone started typing it all out. Uh-huh. I've done that before. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, man, that, that's really all I have. You know, as far it's as good life, stuff, but real. yeah, thank you. It's just, I don't know, man. God is, God is real, dude. And like, I hate that I don't live like it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, dang it, dude. There's so much evidence all the time. I don't know. So I don't know if anybody's listening and, you know, you've kind of been in a similar place as me is like, you know, you're not, you haven't been willing, like you can ask yourself why and that's healthy, but also like, don't let that be the main, like, don't let that be the reason why you don't continue to be unwilling. <laughs> You know, like you don't have to have it all figured out. Dang it, man. Frick. I'm convicting myself as I speak because you're making me. I think about all these sermons you've preached over the years, man. Like you talk about like you don't have to be cleaned up. You know, that doesn't mean that doesn't stop it when you give your life to Christ. Like you don't have to be cleaned up to be willing. So I don't know. Appreciate your words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just listening. So, yeah. That's it. Now I'm done. <laughs> no, man, you don't have to be done. I think it's good. That's all I got in my notes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird timing with uh, Nefarious and then you getting that other one about, you know, just God directing you and leading you. And... Oh, yeah. It's insane. So, mm. but you, man, how's life for you? How's the last week been? And I, I've had a headache for a couple weeks now. I hate that. <clears> as I you get. guys know. And, mm-hmm. um, that's not the huge thing so clearly i think i think it's my sinuses so my nose got broken last year again (laughs) and it's pretty crooked now um but when i went in to see the guy when i if if you're a long time listener remember i was deciding whether to have surgery he did Mm -hmm. say i had a deviated septum which essentially means the inside of there is like pushed to one side right which can make it which if you listen that's my good one I hear the difference. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, I hear it. So it's on the same side where that's pushed. And why am I telling you all this? Because, you know, you look into it, and they say sometimes that that can, because you get less oxygen in there, you can get more infections on that side, et cetera. So I've got this headache right above my eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I actually went in in November of last year, and the guy's like, oh, it's just viral. Like, all right. Well, three months, four months later, <clears throat> it comes back, you know, took some meds, didn't mm-hmm. really go away, <laughs> put me on antibiotics. So I've been on two rounds of antibiotics, and... You know, it comes and goes. So I'm thinking it's the pressure. Because, like, yesterday was, what, 30-some? Yeah, it was. And then it was now low. it's 60-some again. <clears throat> and I'm sure that's not great. Constant. Why am I bringing this headache up? Well, it's not fun. And the last few weeks, like, if it, like, like if you've watched the show, you can see that I, excuse me, had a red mark from pushing on I probably do now. Yeah. Because um, it kind of helps, you know, when you. But that leads me to the real reason I'm bringing it up. I've been really anxious lately, mm-hmm. again. Now, my anxiety, if you are close to me or have been a fan of the show for a while, you know that my anxiety tends to take the form of, it's, it's such a weird thing. I don't really feel stressed until it's to the point of kind of no return, actually, right? It's never in the point of return. But you know what I mean. Yeah, and for me, that like, shows yeah. itself in like weird worries about <clears throat> health stuff. So for instance, the headache. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now one of the reasons I know I'm in an anxious state is my mind's like, well, what if it's something other than a pressure headache? What if it's an aneurysm? Just these weird things, you know? Yep. And you should never Google. They tell you that, which I do every time. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm only sharing that to say it's just such a bizarre thing to like, to 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 have that kind of anxiety, you know? Or like I had a pain in my side for our flag game, which by the way we're playing flag again. That's right. Which is update that as it goes along. That's we actually right. won. We won. Um, <laughs> But, we actually won. <laughs> you know, I started thinking there. I was like, man, what if it's my liver or something or kidney? You know, I'm just having, it's such a weird thing. And they're intrusive thoughts, right? These intrusive thoughts about what if it's this? What if it's that? Yep. Um, and, and that's kind of a control thing because, like, you just, you can't control it, right? And you go to the doctor and they start at the lowest thing. And then, then it's like, okay, go back to the doctor. But then you're afraid. What if it is that? Mm. Even though you know you need to, it's just a weird thing. So my anxiety has been high lately. And, um, and it's because I notice that is the main reason. Yeah. And I'm sure people around me could see other signs, but for me, that's a big one, right? Um, is is that I'm worried about those things mm-hmm. being something you know very serious? Yeah, uh, which I know you shouldn't do, right? The Bible says that to worry about those things, it's out of your control. It's not good, <clears throat> and that's that's just something I struggle with when my stress goes to the point of anxiety. Yeah. Because I feel like anxiety is like, I, I, this is my own definition, for me is is an extended period of stress that then becomes like a state of being. You know, oh, yeah. A state of being. And you even brought up, maybe it's a stress headache. I'm like, yeah, it could be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just weird, you know. Uh, it certainly could be the pressure, allergies, all that stuff. Oh, but definitely. But either way, <laughs> it's not fun. Oh, no. Do you ever like, I had a question. So like whenever you're in that like that place of anxiety, right? And say like you go to the doctor and like mm-hmm. they start the lowest thing. Do you ever find yourself when you're when you're in that place? Do you mm-hmm. ever almost find yourself paranoid like like they're not telling you the truth? <laughs> oh sure, I've had that. <laughs> I kind of uh, I kind of figured. Or but. I've asked. You know, I've asked the doctor. It's one. Of, it's a funny story from my life. I, long. It was probably like ten years ago or five years. I don't know. I asked the doctor. He's like feeling my stomach because I think it was around the time I got <laughs> diagnosed with IBS, which is like your stomach. This spasms random, mm-hmm. and he's. I was like, "Man, what is this?" And he goes, "Oh, that's just a little fat nodule or something." And I go, "How do you know?" And he's like, "Because," <laughs> I go, "How do you know that?" I wasn't mean. And he goes, "Because I felt thousands of stomachs." And I'm like, "Gotcha, touche." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sure, you know, the thing I've started to do, and I will say this is like, I I don't care if I look stupid to a doctor most of the time. I'll straight up say, "Can you tell me this is not a tumor?" So I don't walk out of here thinking like, or what makes you think it's not? You know, something weird like that. Like I've done that before. That's a good way to counteract you know? the, like the the uh, thoughts in your head. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time, if they're cool, they'll kind of laugh and tell you if they do or don't. But um, and that's helped, right? Like one time you were there, we went to a doctor, and I asked the lady, "How do you know?" And she told me. Like, yeah. For instance, in this case, it was appendicitis. Like these are this is what appendicitis is, and she used one of my favorite shows as an example, The Office, in which Dwight Dwight Schrute gets appendicitis. That's goes, right. It's actually kind of like that. Like. If you've seen that show. Anyway, so anxiety, anxiety, which leads to a third thought I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's more in there. You know, I don't want to. This, this third thought is coming out because it's something I know I wrestle with. And I think you do, too, at times. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It's very odd because we do this show. You know, and we, we tear ourselves down a lot, but we get, I mean... We get a decent amount of views and listens. Yeah, Certainly it's pretty more, decent. But it's, <clears throat> we're not talking five, you know. And my point in saying that is <clears throat> we we want people to know, you know, one of our things, the reasons we do the show is we want people to know that they can have questions or be real about struggles they've had as a Christian. And I've noticed over time that 
I've stopped wanting to always share my real thoughts because I don't want to misrepresent Jesus. And then I started thinking that may be how all churches, that might be how they start to become that fake culture because it starts in a good place. So a pastor, you know, that that quote, fake pastor talk, you know, we everyone kind of jokes about at times mm-hmm. or frustrates them. It might start from a place of like, well, I don't want to lead that person to discouragement by telling them that I'm worried, for instance, mm. because I'm going to tell them and preach on the fact that they shouldn't worry, which is true. Yeah. So sometimes I put down here being real versus ministering. Like sometimes I'm, I'm not as real with you guys that are listening because I don't know how real to be. That's really Especially good, on man. a show like this. Do you get what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> to encourage so. you, because I think you're... you're your thought is valid in the sense of like, I think that this makes sense, dude, because I think about Christ, right? I think about what Jesus did in in his circle of people. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the thousands following him. He had his 12 apostles with him. And then he had his three really close ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if those, tw- even in the 12, I don't think they knew he was as, he was as anxious and, and overwhelmed as those three did when he was at Gethsemane. Yeah. You know? So right. like... I understand being confused in how to do that because, uh-huh. like, this is a show that reaches people, and so it's like I mean, it reaches hundreds exactly. Not, yeah. yeah, so it's like that's hard to like determine. I get that. Yeah, man, it is. It is. It's hard. It's hard to know. Um, but then, because I wrestle with, I'm not necessarily afraid to say it because I don't want people to know. For me, that's probably something that's stupid about me. Is like I will just tell people stuff I shouldn't. Yeah, you're honest guy. But no, I mean, my point being, it's not necessarily that. It's it's this weird fear of like, well, I don't want to cause other people to stumble. You know? Yeah. But then, so it's this weird line. So it makes you you want to give grace sometimes to people that struggle to be real, that mm-hmm. are like in positions of influence, because maybe that's why. Because um, I have a lot of things going on right now mm. that I could talk about, but. <clears throat> I don't want to use this just as a therapy session, but I also want to model that it's okay to be to be honest, yeah. right? Because I know you guys out there listening, you have real stuff going on. You know, you do things that you don't tell anyone. Absolutely. You know, whether it's marriage problems or financial problems or just you know fears or you know sin issues that you've been wrestling with or you're trapped. You know, you feel trapped in all those kinds of things. So it's mm. just a weird place to be. Um, but like I said, <clears throat> I do have people that I, I try to tell that stuff to. So you guys should too, even if it's not hundreds or thousands on a podcast. You know. <laughs> All right. That's anyway, good. Also, I ap- apologize for my random mouth noise I made. It was I, interesting. Uh, I was, I just, I don't know what happened. I just went to speak and opened my mouth and, and I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> you got a lot of weird. saliva, man. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So questions. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dive into you guys' questions. Thanks so much to those of you who sent some in. Because it gives us something to talk about. That's right. Number one, here is a question. So trust is a weird thing to me because are you just supposed to give it to people like a gift? How does that work? I personally feel like someone should have to earn my trust and I shouldn't just give it to them. What are your thoughts on trust? Mm. We've talked about trust quite a bit on Real Talk. but um, Which means you can, you can keep asking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can definitely keep asking. So appreciate you shooting in the question. Um I will agree that trust can be it can be a really weird thing. Like it's hard, especially when you've been hurt and you and your trust has been broken before. So it can be really hard. But I will say that um, I I still think it has to be gifted because here's the thing: when you try to have someone earn your trust, you're essentially it's like you're creating this line 
that's saying you have to do this much in order for me to trust you. But the hard thing is, is as since we're humans and like we and we are sinful, I don't know how permanent we truly make that line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you could tell someone, hey, I need you to do this, this, and this in order for me to trust you. But in the midst of them trying to do those things, you you, you can push that line farther. Well, no, now I need you to do this and now this. And then it can be never ending. And like then you find yourself like never trusting people because you, you keep creating this this these weird like standards of like how to how you can people can earn that trust. <clears throat> and so you know, I think that's the beauty, especially if you're a believer, like we, it, you know, you gift the trust and like you, you kind of wear your heart and sleeve as a Christian, you know, like that's, that's what we're called to do is like, mm. you know, clearly we want, we don't have to stay in these, you know, if you're in a crazy situation with somebody, you don't have to stay in it. But like, you know, we are called to gift trust to people. You know, if, if people don't give us a reason to not trust them, we should trust them. And then even in the midst of them breaking that trust, we're called to forgive and that's hard. And that doesn't mean it has to look the same as it did before, but you're still called to forgive in your heart. So like, you know, I, I guess in this situation, you know, if you feel like, you know, they need to be, you know, you can, people need to earn that trust from you. I guess my question is why, you know, are you hurt? Did somebody hurt you? You know, and like you got to process through that. And then I think my hope for you is that you can get to a point of gifting that trust, because I think, you know, that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. Um, the thing about trust is when you think about a gift, we're not saying you got to go and fully give out your social security number to a random stranger. <laughs> yeah. But any level of trust has to be gifted. All right. So this is a kind of a deep thought. How can someone earn your trust without first being given a little bit to see what they do with that? That's true. Does that man. make sense? So mm-hmm. a lot of times when people ask this, you're not really asking that. You're asking, well, you know, how do I, you're, you're like jumping way ahead. Mm. So it's like when you become friends some, with someone or you get, you meet someone, you spend time with them to see what kind of person they are. Then you trust them a little bit more with that's, you know, when you first get to know another person, right? Truly get to know them. You might say, oh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Those are all little nuggets of trust you're gifting someone with. Because would you give your past to an enemy? Hmm. Would you tell an enemy, like say you knew someone was actually actively against you, would you tell them anything about your life? No. Exactly. So every moment that you that you are trying to get to know someone or developing a relationship or friendship with, you are gifting them in some way. So earning your trust, like we're, we're messing with the words here. In order to earn someone's trust, it has to be gifted to a degree. Now, a lot of times when we get this question, it's actually in relation to someone breaks your trust. Yep. Now, you didn't ask that, so I'm, I'm going to assume we've already answered your question. Right. But I do want to address this because it comes up all the time. Because I've had people manipulate other people using this as well. Mm. So say I break your trust by you give me your debit card. I take it, and I, you, tell me, you ask me if I could, I don't know, buy a sub. And I go and pull out $300 and use it for myself, give it back. You catch me, right? And then... I ask for your debit card again the next day, and you say, no, I love you, but no, you forgive me. And I say, dude, you got to trust me again sometime. And then you got to gift me with trust by giving me the card. That's manipulative. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, (laughs) do I think that the opportunity could be given, you know, the very fact that you talk to me about it as a gift of trust? Say I come and go ask for your debit card, and you go, hey, man, I love you, but, you know, I'm I'm nervous right now because you just did this yesterday. Um, You've gifted me a trust just by telling me the real reason. Mm. So 
you know, we're not saying that the relationship's always going to automatically go back to the level it was if trust is broken. But if you want that relationship to be healthy again and rebuilt, and this is something that's not politically correct, even the offended party, meaning the person who was sinned against, trust was broken, whatever, you're going to have to do something too in order for that relationship to get back to where it was. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to hear. So for instance, even if that other person did everything right, if you're unwilling to open your heart again, it'll never be where it was again. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be both parties to a degree. And I think that's what people get stuck on a lot. Mm. Like it's still, it's still a two way street. Like you have to be willing to put in. Well, I mean, I think that, yeah, exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't explain any different. I think that mm-hmm. you, you, that's, that's what it is to give trust and that's what forgiveness is. Mm, that's good. So, man. uh, anyway, good stuff. Good question. Thank you for, yeah, for asking Todd in first Kings twenty two thirty eight. after Ahab dies and the prophecy comes true about the dogs licking up his blood, why did the prostitutes bathe in his blood water? All right, so this, this is a translation thing sometimes, too, the way it's translated. So I'm going to read the verse from the CSP. It says, So the king died and was brought to Samaria. They buried the king in Samaria. Then someone washed the chariot at the pool of Samaria. The dogs licked up his blood, and the prostitutes bathed in it, according to the word of the Lord that he had spoken. So the implication, if you just read it straight up, the dog licked up his blood, and the prostitutes bathed in it. You're like, oh, they bathed in his blood. No. They're typically... That's, that's, I don't think that's correct. There's, so there's kind of three meanings people have attached to this over the years, right? Mm. Number one, the prostitutes <clears throat> um, the prostitutes bathing his blood is like a symbol of how low he had fallen. He was even beneath the lowest people in society. Okay. Right? Because yeah. they were two, um, that they purposely bathed in his blood for some reason. They went and washed themselves with his blood. Number three, and this is the one I believe is the most accurate and I believe it's true, is, and it's still symbolic, right? God's purpose was they washed his chariot and weapons in the pool. And this pool is the place where prostitutes bathed. Mm. So the prostitutes bathed there, not because it's in their blood, but or because they bathed in his blood, but they that's where they bathed. Mm-hmm. So it's still symbolic of how far he fell because his blood ended up being in the pool where prostitutes bathed. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. So I think that's what it means. Mm. <clears throat> moving on great yep. question though it shows that you're really thinking as you're studying the word instead of just glossing over that because that is a weird part man oh absolutely all righty uh there's a tiktok here aj i'm sure you're gonna probably put it up on the screen yep and it says what are your thoughts on the part where he said where what are your thoughts on the part he says about the devil so this is uh a tiktok uh old george yep george Janko. old george Who, by the way He's no longer on Impulsive officially. That's another topic we can talk about later. He's not? Just recently, last wow. week or so. Yeah. Apparently wow. there was a falling out there. Hmm. So He's got his own show now. Oh, that's cool. Got his own podcast mm-hmm. and everything. Well, that's good for him, man. That's, anyway. that's probably going to be pretty fruitful, actually. We'll see. I hope. Yeah. Um, they definitely didn't like him sharing his faith so much. Or at least Logan didn't. Weirdly enough, Mike... Anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah, we, sorry. We, we, this guy <laughs> named George Janko. He's a t- he's an influencer. He's a bl- self proclaimed. He's a believer. Mm-hmm. Go on. So in the video, uh, he we're kinda... gonna play the video here real quick, right? Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna play it so I know where to do it. So that's what I assumed we were gonna do. Why are you not a preacher? I am built differently. You could put um, billions of dollars in front of me, and I won't turn away from Christ. You could put fame in front of me, I won't turn away from Christ. What I, what I know is that there's a lot of people in my life that are getting baptized as we speak 
and knowing who Christ is as we speak because people in the industry don't know how to talk about God. They don't know who God is. I, I have my own battles too. I'm not perfect, nowhere near it. There's so many times where I'm looking at my own content. I'm like, yo, I should stop swearing. But I know for a fact that every time I put my faith into him, he comes out on top. If I'm gonna leave this with a topic of conversation, I'm gonna leave you guys with this one line. The devil is never ever going to be strong enough to steal the blessing that God installed in you when you were born. But he's strong enough to blind you from where it could take you. Mm. So this is a really one too, because he didn't even have his full beard yet. Anyway. That is it's pretty powerful, man, because you know it's I kind of talked about it even earlier when we were talking about you know nefarious. Like I think that what he said is true. You know, when you put your faith in Christ and you are saved, you know, the enemy no longer has power over you, but there he has the power of oppression. He can he he can turn you in a different direction. He can twist whatever he he can he can to try to to try to uh, make you walk away as far from that path as 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 he can. So yeah, I think that's good. I think he's right. You know. God is going to finish the good work he started in you if you're a believer in Christ. He's going to. Mm -hmm. And the enemy's going to do everything he can. He can't stop it, but he's, he can definitely blind you um, from, from what uh, you know, the greatness God has for you. Definitely agree with that. So um, very powerful statement, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, George is an interesting guy, man. I think that he has a lot of good stuff to say. It's, it's pretty cool that he is as far... When, when you're attached to someone like Logan Paul, it's pretty cool that he's willing to speak about Christ the way he does, mm -hmm. man. So... Well, and it led to a fallout. I mean, they say, I'm sure I'm sure the other guys are going to say there's a different reason, mm. right? But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, man, if this helps someone out there as far as what he means by what the enemy can do, right? So if, if God were to come here now and tell AJ, I want you to walk out that door, mm -hmm. and when you walk out that door, I'm going to use you for the kingdom. That's right. right. What the enemy can do is <clears throat> he can't change necessarily what's on the other side of that door, right? If That's God right. Is, However, he can say to you and whisper to you, if you go out that door, you're going to die. If you go out that door, you don't know what's going to be out there. If you go out that door, uh, there's something scary there. If you go out that door, you're going to lose everything you have. He can frighten you, scare you. He can use other people. He could use other people to speak lies to you and discourage you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Anything to get you to not focus on God and what God's saying to you through mm -hmm. his word and other things. So, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. And I think that's what he was trying to say, right? Don't get caught up in the word blessings and stuff. He's trying to, but he's trying to get you to say, hey, he can make you blind if you allow it, right? If you focus more on that to what, to the truth of what God says. Absolutely. And what he's going to do. Oh, and, and his goodness. Oh, yes, definitely. That's, that's a great that's explanation, a good answer. dude. All right. We're going back to First Kings. Thanks for the question, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Great TikTok to watch. Appreciate you. Um, it says, quote, a lying spirit was among the prophets, end quote. That's in 1 Kings uh, 22. Does this mean that God sent a demon uh, to lie and kind of egg uh, Ahab on, to go to war? Yeah, this is a weird. This is another weird section that I'm, I think it's really cool that you're asking this question because some people would just accept it probably even knowing that it still bothers them. So I'm not going to read it all. I'm going to paraphrase a few things. So uh, Ahab essentially wants to go to war with this other place, okay? So he sends to King Jehoshaphat of Judah and asks him, hey, we know that we own this, right? We're doing nothing to take it. Will you come with me and help fight this guy and take it? Jehoshaphat actually says, um, hey, you know my people, we got the same people, we just got two, but have you asked the Lord? Have you asked one of the prophets? Hmm. What's the will of the Lord? So he... 
So Ahab gathers all these prophets. Now, keep in mind, we learn this later. Who are these prophets, a lot of them, man? A lot of them, you know, are they actual prophets of God? No, no these they're, are the, they're false, man. Yeah, so, and some of them, yeah, we, we know they're, they've been, at least the whole country as a whole, as far as the government, has sort of turned to false gods. So he gets them, and they go, oh, yeah, go to war, and you're going to win. So he comes back and tells them that, and somehow he wisely knew. Josephat goes, no. Is there not an actual true prophet of God we can ask here? And Ahab's interesting because he goes, yeah, there's one, but I do not. And he literally says, I don't like this guy because he always just says bad things are going to happen to me, not good things. <laughs> so they go ask him. And then actually Joseph is like, why are you? You shouldn't say that. Uh, he, but he says, yeah, his name is Micaiah or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he goes, hey, Ahab st- still is like, this guy's not going to go with me if I don't. So call Micaiah over here. Uh, and ask him. So he comes and asks him, and it's funny. So the messenger comes to call Micaiah and actually tells him, yo, I need you to come talk to Ahab. The king wants you to come, but he wants you to know ahead of time, all the other prophets have said unanimously that the king's going to win. You just keep that in mind. <laughs> so Micah says, as the Lord lives, I was, this is so funny, by the way, and proves that people in the Bible are real people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, because listen to this. Micah replied to him, Micaiah, I'm sorry, replies to him, as the Lord lives, I will say whatever the Lord says to me. Pretty much like, I'm just going to say what God says. Mm-hmm. So he went to the king, and the king asked him, Micaiah, should we go to Ramoth Gilead for worship? We refrain. Micaiah told him, march up and succeed. The Lord will hand it over to the king. He must have gotten in front of the king, freaked out, and goes, I'm just going to agree with these guys. So right after he's like, I'm going to do the will of the Lord, he chickened out at first and actually said, yeah, you're going to win, which is such a human thing. Oh, yeah. For, the king standing in front of you has the power to kill you. The other prophets are going, we believe. You want to be the guy telling him no? No. No, you don't. But weirdly, the king said, how many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord? He must have somehow knew. That's why Ahab's such an interesting character. Um, So then Micaiah says, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd, and the Lord said, they have no master. Let everyone return home in peace. So essentially saying, God has said, if you go to war here, Israel's going to return back without a king. Who's the king? Him. You're going to die if you do this. You're not going to win. Oh, man. You're, not, you're going to die, essentially. So then the king said, then he goes and tells the other king of Judah right after this, didn't I tell you he never prophesies good about me, but only disaster? Right? <laughs> and, then, only disaster. and then Micaiah, this is where we, we pick up. Okay, Micaiah says, then apparently says, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and the whole heavenly army was standing by him at his right hand, his left hand. And the Lord said, Who's going to entice Ahab to march up and fall in this battle? So one was saying this and another was saying that. Then a spirit came forward. By the way, implication here, you're going to know in a minute, this is a fallen angel, a demon. Well, Todd, what's it doing talking? Exactly. They seem to still have access at times, some of them, to, to God, right? We know this in Job as well because Satan comes in and has to ask God to, to mess with uh, Job. Yep. Anyway. Uh, this lying spirit comes forward. Now, if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you, and then I'm gonna give it to you in like acting, and see if it makes it explains it. Then a, a spirit came forward, stood in the Lord's presence, and said, "I will entice him." Now, a lot of times when it's just an angel, it'll say something like the Lord's messenger, things like that. This just says a spirit. The Lord asked him, "How?" He said, "I will go and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets." So all these prophets that were saying, "Go, go, go, do it," he went and whispered this lying demon to all of them and told them what to say. <sighs> Uh, and then he said, he being God said, you will certainly entice him and prevail. Go and do that. And then Micaiah says, you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit. By the way, this is really good. 
for when people are always like, what does it mean that he hardened Pharaoh's heart? Listen, you see, the Lord has put a lion spirit in the mouth of all prophets and yours, and the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Here's my point. Did God put the lion spirit in them? He allowed it. So he remember, in this it, yeah. Old Testament, they're saying he's sovereign. So he might as well have put it there because he had to be the one to allow it. Now, I'm going to say this again. So you're like, oh, my gosh. Now we're going, what in the world? He's working with demons. Why do you have to do this? You know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. Let me do it a different way. Who's going to go? And remember, we're seeing a peek into the heavenly realms for humans to understand. It probably didn't literally happen exactly like this mm-hmm. as far as back and forth. But it was, I mean, I do believe it literally happened. But I'm saying, that, remember, he's trying to understand a spiritual situation. Oh, yeah. So he's like, how are we going to get who is going to entice Ahab? He might have been looking at his angels even. And mm. then all of a sudden, uh, sport, spirit uh, came for an I'll entice him. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Because even though this is God's will, demons still delight in killing and hurting humans. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. So even though God, remember, by the way, you want to see God's mercy. For those of you that haven't read this section, God had given the prophecy, right, a long time ago of, hey, essentially repent. He told him over and over, Ahab, Ahab didn't. And finally God said through Elijah, you're going to die and the dogs are going to lick your blood up. Mm-hmm. He still didn't. Even here, though, God gives him another chance to repent. By having this prophet say, don't do this. Yep. And he still chose to do it, which is then when God said, then what's going to happen is happening. Much like we are with hell, right? You're going to go to hell if you don't do this, but all the way to the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept, right, your Savior. Yep. So I know that was a long uh, answer, but it's an important section for you to understand if I'm going to answer. Because I could have been like, it was a demon, blah, blah, blah. But I want you to understand that God used this evil, right? What this guy thought was just evil... Like, I'm just going to get to destroy a human. God still used it. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes God can, God will use the evil things of this world for an overall benefit. It doesn't mean he causes it. You know what I mean? To me, it reminds me of the verse that says, I will work out all things for the good of those who believe according to my purposes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So hopefully that helps you. If not, feel free to ask, a, you know, ask the question again. Yeah, follow up with us in the link. All right, man. Sorry you're all having to hear me talk a lot. Oh, you're fine, man. You, it's great stuff. How many times did Jesus fall when carrying the cross? So I want to answer this. Sorry, I want to go back and answer this guy's question. Does oh, yeah. that mean that God sent a demon? He allowed a demon. And he, did he do it to lie and kind of egg on Ahab to go to war? Yep, because he was going to, um, even though, remember, he still told him the truth. Mm-hmm. Ahab could have still chosen to believe the true prophet, even though the lies came. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, the lies came, then he told him the truth. So essentially... You can believe these false prophets, or you can believe this prophet you know to be true. He chose to believe them. So really, it's still on him. It's very sorry. similar to what we do now. Yeah, it's creepy. Oof. Going back to the movie. All right. Mm-hmm. What were you, I'm so sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, you're fine, man. How many times did Jesus fall when carrying the cross? Depends on know. tradition. The Bible doesn't actually say specifically. Catholic tradition says three times, and they actually use it in their kind of stations of crack. I can't remember what they call it in one of their huh. celebrations. Other people say twice. Um, so Catholic tradition said it doesn't specifically say How'd they come up with these numbers then? Uh, it's tradition, man. You know, like they would say it's been passed down by word of mouth. Remember gotcha. They, you know, if, if Peter was the first blah, 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 apostle, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first pope in their mind, right? Anyway. Hmm, interesting. So we don't know for sure, but we do know he was fallen enough and they needed, they had, he was so beat up that they eventually had to have someone carry it for him. That's right. And then so that's where Simon of Serene came in, this guy in the crowd. It's wild. Yep. It's pretty bold, man. Mm-hmm. Go help 
Jesus. Well, he didn't really have much of an option. He didn't volunteer. They made him. Uh, I guess I never realized that. Huh. Yep. Wow. Huh. Okay. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know uh, what, man? I think I can ask you this one, and then you can ask me back. Okay. All right, so I'm, instead of your sermon, because that person says your sermon, that's why you're going to ask me. I'm going to say, the sermon on Sunday made me realize that I haven't been living like I believe everything that our Savior is. How do I start doing that? How do I truly live and believe He is who He said He is? Man. The message was called The Realized Savior, if you guys wanted to check that out yep. on the Remnant Church's page. It, it, was, it was a great sermon, man. No, so that. first off, I, I just want to tell you that it was a great sermon. Yeah, thanks. Um, but your, yeah, what are your thoughts on how do you start living like that? You have to, like, I don't know, man. You got to have a moment where you make a choice. Like, and I know that price sounds cliche, but like, you have to have a moment where you make a choice that this is real. God is real. Jesus Christ existed. He died for your sins. He rose from the dead, and he bridged the gap for you to be able to be in a relationship with God again by having a relationship with him and, and putting your faith in him. You have to realize that and actually like apply that to your life what that means like when you do that you are a new creation you are saved so how do you start doing that you know you said you know i haven't been living like i believe everything that our savior is me either i haven't been either and so for me i can relate to you in this like i have to put my doubts aside i have to i have to stop waiting to feel like this is all real and just accept that it is just like I did when I first decided to accept Christ. <laughs> I could have, you know, if I would have waited to completely feel like Jesus is real and that he has a purpose for me, I, I don't know if I ever would have. I just decided to accept this is the truth. <laughs> and it compelled me, you know? Like, mm. it didn't matter how I felt. So um, how do you truly live and believe in, in who he said he is? Man, like, you just have to... <laughs> I don't know. We say it a lot, and I'm sure you know you hear it not even from us, but also just from Christianity. But it's true. You have to cling to that. You have to cling to what what the truth is. Do you? So for everyone out there, I think you and I know because we also listen to the message, and mm -hmm. I think this person knows. So specifically, when you say, "Hey, I struggle with this too," yeah, what's the proof that you struggle to live like He is the? It's I all got real. You. He's a savior, so that people know what yeah. you. Yeah, I. I, I don't do what he tells me to do. So go. like, yeah. you know, I don't... I you don't, don't even have to be specific. Oh, got you. Unless yeah. you want. But you, you're saying, and I agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's, we don't... Listen, when we choose, if we really lived out of 1,000%, lived out of, not just believe that he, this is all real, we wouldn't doubt. You know, we wouldn't... Yeah. And I get it. We're humans, and that's what I mean. There's grace, and I love that you brought that up. God understands, and our salvation is dependent on this, but we just choose to, to continue to want to be God and reject what he tells us to do and do our thing that makes us comfortable. You're right. And uh, I think that's what you're saying. And, yep. and my question to you is, how do you start doing that? You have to be honest with yourself, mm. like AJ just was in front of everyone, about the areas that you're not being obedient instead of... And, and AJ said something off camera, we were kind of talking, and mm -hmm. I just want to use it, because I think it's a great example of being willing to do this, is yeah. when you said, you started to give a thought, and then you said, you know what, man, I'm justifying. And if I'm already justifying, then that proves I know what's wrong. Mm. Right, so I'm going to apply that to you out there. You've got to be really honest with yourself. And I use some examples during the message that annoy people to no end because they're simple. Mm. 
Mm. Do you go to church regularly? <laughs> do you make up excuses? Do you give offering? See, these are things that like people get annoyed about immediately. Yep. And right there, if you come, well, I go most of the, no, that's not what I ask. Cause it's a simple answer. If you really did go even enough in your conscience, right? If like you, you, you wouldn't have to go, well, I go, you would just be saying yes. But if your mind automatically comes up with, well, you, these excuses, when nobody even accused you, they just asked the question. Then you have to know in your heart, you, you aren't doing it. That's same right. With giving the same with, God. Uh, being obedient, community, the same with confessing sin, the, the same with all these things that we're called to do. And so my advice to you, and I think AJ said this too, but he's like, how do you start doing that? Start being real. Drop your facade to yourself. I'm not even talking to other people. <laughs> the first you, person yeah. you got that we lie to the most is ourselves. Yeah, right. The facade, the mask of like all the reasons why what we do is okay, mm-hmm. right? It's okay for me to be grumpy and mean to Clint, but when he's grumpy or mean, it's not okay. Because yep. I know me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Drop the facade, man. How do I truly live and believe he is who he said he was? Obey, repent of being mm-hmm. disobedient. Talk to God. You know, the word says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm. How many times do people, they don't actually take the time to pray and go to him and repent to him? And then we talked about this last week, I think, about repentance being, I kind of shared my thing of being an action too. Yep. Is start... You know, confess sin to other people. Confess these areas that you might need help with. You know, if you're the person that's like, man, I just wake up on Sunday, so let's just take that simple, easy one. And I just yeah. don't want to go to church because I'm tired. I need, maybe you get a hold of Clint, your friends with him, and say, hey, man, can you just check with me every Sunday morning? I need to go. Yep, that's right? good. That man. shows a real desire, but most of the time, we don't want that. And that's why I always push. Like, if you don't want it, you don't want to follow him, tell the truth. Yep. Don't lie to yourself. Don't play a game that doesn't exist. It's true. You don't get the option to kind of do it. And that's what we all have to face. And we all have areas that we need to take the next step. You're right. Because, like, when I think about it, people are... and I, Guys, I'm with you on this. Like, <laughs> trust me. So, like, um, you know, when you have moments where you don't want to, why don't you just say it? Say that you don't want to follow them. It, you're right. Because once you're able to say that, you give yourself the opportunity to follow him. Mm. Because you play the game with yourself. You have to stop playing the game. Like, if you know for a fact, even just taking church, if you don't want to go to church, you just need to say, I don't want to go to church. Yep, and face that, because you don't want to face your real ugly heart. Exactly, because once that's you That's right. I mean, that's the truth. That no, people right. don't want to face their ugly heart. You're right, because then once you can face your ugly heart, and you can see, yes, I'm willing to say, I don't want to go to church, you, have, you finally give yourself the choice. You can either continue to not go to church, and live with that, and you have to live with that, or you can Your go, disobedience, man, yeah. I don't want to go to church, and then you can go, well, now I can make the choice to that start that journey to go to church. Mm-hmm. It gives you, it's simple mm-hmm. in a way. So mm-hmm. like, man, God's good, dude. And that's the thing, is when you look at the Gospels and watch Jesus interact with people, he always tried to get them to say it. Yep. Right, because in that moment when they say it, what you just said is what happens. They are at that moment then faced with a choice. Yep. Will you repent, or will you go your own way? Whether it's the rich young ruler when Jesus had to get to the heart of it by finally going, "Yep, you have done all those things. I'm going to now poke the area you don't do." That's right. Right, and that's a great example of everybody going, "Well, I do it. Why does Todd always or this pastor or this person always preaching and trying to make me feel guilty when I do everything right?" Because, man, because it's not about whether you're better than me, whether you're someone else. Jesus wants that part of you you don't want to let go of. And that's, or whether it's the woman at the well. He tries to get them, but here's the beauty. Let's take the woman at the well. 
if you read it a certain way, he's mean to her. You could read. Mm-hmm. He throws in her face her shame and her sin. Yeah. Right? You got. You've. He you've throws been in her shame five times. Yeah, all blah, that. Blah, and the guy yeah. you're living with now is not. Yep. If you and it's 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 embarrassing because he she shared a little bit. I'm not married, and then mm-hmm. he took it. No, you're worse than that. Mm-hmm. But that but not to shame her. Remember. This is like the first person he actually revealed that I am the Christ. I am the Messiah. That's right. The one you're talking to now is he. And in that that spoke to her, man. And and the chosen does a good job of explaining this too. In that scene, it's one of the areas and uh I think that scene's pretty good because it shows he's loving her. He yes. said, "Why are you out here by yourself?" Remember that's where he starts. What are you doing? Out? You're, the women come out at noon. What are you or they come out later in the cool evening. Yeah, why are you out here? Mm. And then she that that explains why because of who she is, she was an outcast. And he said, hey, I still see you. I still love you. That's right. And I will forgive you. Man, so good. But in order for you to know that I forgive you, you have to know that I know the worst about you. Yes, exactly. And you can never really rest in grace, mm. right, if you can't even look up at him because you're too ashamed of what you really are. Whew, that's good, man. And that's the beauty, man. The beauty is you never fool him. He knows every single time. The idea that we've talked about at our church about looking in the mirror, it came from the Kingdom series, the idea of really facing who you are. It's mm. not about hating yourself. Mm. It's about when I face what I am, yes, he's going to tell me to get that smudge off my face, but the, that, the, the most beautiful thing is he's going to say, but I've loved you this entire time, That's right, and I'm going to keep loving you. That's exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the point, really, of, of all of it. And that's, I don't know how to sometimes get people to see that, is, is that you can't experience the true grace and mercy of Jesus and the love God has for us through him without understanding, okay, and this is going to sound weird, how bad you are. It's true, man. And that he, but that he doesn't judge you on that, hmm. right? And, uh, you know, it's an important reason to read the word too, man, because I didn't make that story up about the woman at the well. I didn't make the story about the rich young ruler. That's right. I didn't make those stories up. Peter, there's mm. countless examples. He wants you to know he loves you. Yes. But he loves you so much he's not going to leave you there. And if you're going to sit there and say, well, that doesn't make sense, then okay, you, you, those of you with kids, are you going you gonna to want to let your kids, uh, I don't know, live in addiction if you had the choice? No, you're not. No, you're to. not because you love them. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good, good stuff. Man. Great no, question, you, man. You've put that in so many. You you have taken that, and you've put that in so many powerful ways, man. Like because it's it's cool you brought the kingdom series because like I was thinking about the kingdom, and then when you were talking about that, like during that series, like you talked about how like you know to uncover like the light would overtake the darkness. You had to step into the light so that darkness could could recede. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's so powerful. And you're right. Well, the darkness can't overcome the the light, but people want to hide from the light mm-hmm. because, and that, and that, that's the beauty of it. Remember is the verse we just said this week is when you, those who love the light will step out so that the world can see what God did. Whew, man, that's right? beautiful. That's but if so you're good. too afraid, you're like, well, what if he didn't really clean me? You're not mm-hmm. getting it. You got to step out of the dark to find out he cleans you. Yes. Which you, God, this is awesome. So then, like, it reminds me, then you, another way you've put it, too, that, that relates to that is the mirror, how you say, like, when you actually look in the mirror, you think you're going to see, like, you're, you're covered in all this mud, but it's just a little speck on your face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, that's powerful, man. So, All right, I got this TikTok here. What do you, yeah. you want to say? Oh, uh, yeah, real quick, another thing that I wrote down on before we move on to the TikTok was, like, I thought about the Bible, and it ta- tells us to, like, have your yeses be yeses, your noes be noes. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that's to help with that process? Like... 
Yeah, con- contextually. Mm-hmm. Um, like to help I think it also, I mean, we, we'd have to talk about a different time. Remind me another time. <laughs> All right, we'll do. Yeah, because um, I, I don't necessarily think, I think it fits here to a degree, yeah. But I think that's not the context of that specific section. But I think the idea behind it, yeah. Anyway, here's right. this TikTok. You play <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. It's a good question, though. In about six weeks, the federal government will run out of money. We won't be able to pay our bills. If that happens, we will go into default for the first time in our history. It would cause a major recession. Millions of jobs would be lost, and it could trigger a global financial crisis. That's what happens this summer if we don't fix this. There is a proposal that will let us pay our bills that passed out of the House last week, but it's dead on arrival in the Senate because it cut things like veterans' health care and law enforcement and education. By the way, it almost didn't pass, but at the last second, George Santos ran out and cast the deciding vote. Pretty wild that it all came down to him. <laughs> so now the Senate will come up with its proposal, which leads a lot of people to see this as a negotiation between Republicans and Democrats, and it kind of is, but there's a tougher negotiation behind that one. It's between Speaker McCarthy and his right flank. Those are the 30 or so hardline conservatives who are calling for the biggest cunts. My sense is there could be plenty of deals on this between Republicans and Democrats, but the real sticking point is that there might not be a deal that lets McCarthy keep his job as Speaker. Here's why. If his right flank isn't on board with a deal, that deal can still pass. We can find the votes without them, but they can retaliate. They can immediately turn around and punish McCarthy by calling a vote to end his speakership. And if they do, all it takes is five of them to vote against him, and he's done. And the thing about McCarthy is that he very much wants to remain speaker, which means a lot of what this boils down to is one man trying to keep his job. If he can't figure out a way to do that, then the odds of default go way up because I genuinely don't know if he's willing to sacrifice his job as speaker to prevent default. And look, you may listen to me and have some stuff that you disagree with, and I respect that. I could be wrong about some stuff, but I'm not wrong in telling you that if we default, it takes every single problem that our country has and makes it worse. It would be one of those decisions we immediately regretted. Clock's ticking, and I will keep you posted. First of all, it's important to keep this in mind, and, and, and I just want everyone to know, that guy, Jeff Jackson from North Carolina, he is a Democrat. Mm. Uh, and I only say that because everything is a little biased. Oh, yeah, okay? sure. So the part where he said he wants to keep his job. McCarthy is a Republican. Jeff Jackson is a Democrat. Now, I just wanted to throw that out there. Sure. So, uh, you know, there's certainly two sides to every story as far as that being the motivation. Mm-hmm. That's his opinion that that's... Now, the other stuff he said about the ability to lose a job, that's true, but he doesn't necessarily know the motivation. But go ahead. What are your thoughts on, in general, the issue of, you know... Oh, uh, going to the default? Yeah. Uh, it is scary. I mean, here's the thing. I think that this, this is a reality that people weren't wanting to face. That when, when all this started happening and, you know, we started, um, you know, printing all this money and we started, you know, making exceptions here for, you know, different things, like... You know, again, I'm I, I'm I'm going to be honest too. Like, I'm not super filled in with everything. Like, mm-hmm. I try to keep up here and there, but you know, I I'm not like I'm not an expert by any means. But I know that I could tell you that if you were if you were paying attention, you knew that this could this was a possibility that we could head here. And I think that you know, take even the inflation, you know, that we we've, we've been experiencing. You know, even that, you know, it's it's we're at like an all time high in inflation, aren't we? 
So like, uh, I don't know if it's an all time. I, I don't. I'd have to look that up. Go ahead. But we're on pace, I'd imagine. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that is scary. And then to hear like for the first time in our history in America, like we could be, you know, where we can't afford our quote bills, which is it's it's strange to think of it that way as a country. Like we have bills as a country. It's just strange. But like, you know, it like he said, there it, it does put us a danger. The hard part is, is, and like you said, there is some bias in there because he's almost trying to say, like, we, you know, hey, McCarthy's going to have to settle for something here. You know, he's either, you know, he needs to make a choice here because if, you know, or he, if he's just trying to hold on to his drive, he's going to let us go into default. Like, I don't know. It's almost like he's trying to set up for McCarthy to be the bad guy here. Well, sure. And it's like, if it doesn't get passed. Exactly. So it's like, it's just a strange, it, it, it's, it's funny. Cause I think there's some truth in it about this, like the, the, the reality of the situation, but there's still like politics sprinkled on it. And so it's just strange. So yeah, that I'd say is, it is, is, you know, is it scary? Absolutely. You know, as just your average American man, what can I do about it? I honestly don't know, man. I, I think that at this point it's like, you just have to weather the storm the best you can. I don't, I don't really know what we can do to change this, you know? Like, this is the situation, and this is the reality. And I guess you just have to prepare for whatever that means. Now, if this has never happened before, so if this really happens and we go into default, no one's ever experienced this in our country before. So, you know, I think that you just have to be prepared the best you can. I don't, know, I don't even know what that looks like fully, but you have to. So here's some examples of stuff that's going to happen. Let's say if it goes into default. Uh-huh. We won't have the money to pay the salaries of federal and military employees or their pensions. Okay. Okay. Um, the bottom line, if you want to know what this is all about, is so that is bad, right? Oh, you imagine, yeah. I mean, that's even, you know, male workers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dangers of increasing the debt ceiling over and over and over again, and we don't have time to discuss full economics. You can Google this, but like, yeah, it's going to affect. How hard it is for people to get homes, credit agents, credit's going to be affected, create, uh, the way that credit agencies downgrade or are downgraded, like your credit report, all this stuff, excuse me, all that kind of stuff um, happens, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, increased borrowing costs for businesses, so what happens when a, bar- when a business has more costs to have to borrow the money they need? Every business does it. Well, they have to save money other places. Where's a common place they're going to save money? people you get what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's not as easy and the best way to put it is the best the absolute best thing to happen was and this is where it really boils down to is spending limits right it's it's an argument of like if we keep doing this are we actually dealing with an issue are we putting a band-aid on it meaning if we continue to raise this debt ceiling a debt ceiling i don't know man how to explain i'm not even saying that where I land on this, but it is important to know it's not as simple as just saying, okay, let's increase the debt ceiling. Because mm-hmm. what that means is you're almost making imaginary money or, or saying money. <clears throat> it's hard to explain. It would be like saying, I have a budget. Yep. At the end of the year, I've gone over my budget. And the way that I'm going to fix it is by saying that I have more m- money in my budget than I do. But you don't. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, that's a very, 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 listen to me, simplified way of explaining it. And I don't want somebody going, Todd, blah, blah, blah. clearly we can't do an economic lesson here. Sure. But that's it. So what he said, uh, is there dangers of going into default? Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily simple as, okay, the Democrats have come up with a way to fix it and Republicans need to get in bo- on board. What there needs to be is 
the most of the ones, and I'm not saying they're right either, mm-hmm. but a lot of times their part of the deal is, hey, we want to cut spending if we're going to make this deal. Because we right. have to make sure that this that we're dealing with the problem long term. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't want to do that in certain areas. That's you know right. I mean? Absolutely. And he brought up ones that like, no one's going to argue that, well, we want to have education and we have veterans. Well, There's sure. other things in there. Oh, absolutely. Do you get what I mean? Definitely. So, <clears throat> it is scary. And we're in a crazy time in our world right now. It's true, man. Um, but you know what? To encourage you. And if you're listening to the show long term, I'm going to assume you're a believer. Hey, God has got this. That's right. Okay? He's in control. You can only control what you control. Um, God's got this. And I mean that for real. Like, he's got this. And he said, hey, if the birds of the field, you know, the birds and the lilies of the field can decorate themselves, feed themselves, you're worth more than many sparrows, right? You're worth, you're worth it. I see you. Mm. I've, I'm in control of this even during these scary times. That's so, right. Something to cling to. The biggest thing is, you know, making sure that you are in right relationship with God. It's good. So it's man. great. I love this stuff, though. I mean, we've talked about doing either another podcast mm-hmm. that is like a political podcast, kind of unrelated to the church, maybe that's coming from a Christian perspective. Yeah. Um, where we talk about this more in depth. Oh, absolutely. We certainly have. We lost viewers when we gave our opinions, <laughs> it's even true. on. We lost on a lot show. of viewers um, yeah. during 2020 and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, so, not that we care about that as. I mean, sure, we care a little, but our main thing is this is a. This is sponsored by our home church, and we don't want to ever reflect our personal views on our home church because True. that's our personal views. That's right. Not the church as a whole. Necessarily. You're right. Yeah. And that's, I guess, this is our, uh, you know, whatever. What's that called? Public announcement. Like, mm-hmm. personal views are not necessarily the views of right. the church. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Thank you. <laughs> so, the personal views of these two hosts are not necessarily the v- views of the remnant church. No. No. But, yeah, I think it's cool that you're listening to this. And, oh, definitely. Um, one of the best, li- I'm so sorry to ramble, but one of the best questions. One of the best things I can suggest to everyone is doing your homework when you hear someone talking, remembering that bias is real. That's right. Search for truth. So that doesn't mean that the stuff he said is not true. It just means you're going to see it a little different way. Absolutely. So anyway. Definitely. Great stuff. That was a good question, though. I love Definitely, man. Would you guys be interested? And we need to see this. If you're a viewer and you don't ever comment, use the link. Would you be interested in a different podcast... Mm-hmm. Right or web series that is more focused on politics, world news from a Christian perspective, though. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, meaning not necessarily, and, and I'm not saying we're not talking a specific party. Even we're talking about just trying to take those those trends and topics and filtering them through the Bible. Oh yeah. Well, I- if you're interested in that and you think, hey, you know what, I would support and watch a show like that. Let us know in the comments or use the link at www.theremnant.life. Slash real dash talk and let us know because we've played a, with that idea for a long time. You're still gonna pull up the image, aren't you? I was gonna try to find it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was our name for it. There was two. We had a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, tell people, bro. I won't, tell, take I won't tell anybody. Yeah, but yeah. I well, yeah, we we've played myself. with this before. We have. <clears throat> it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I won't tell you. <laughs> Maybe that's the one where we handle conspiracy theories too. There we go. I know some people like like when we talk about that stuff. It's true. They uh, do. And other, but we we don't want to like hurt our church <laughs> because <laughs> right. we have. We because talk about we have we, these views that don't or that we're just talking about something we don't even necessarily believe, but we're true. just gonna but we're, share we're just thoughts. gonna yeah we're gonna chop it up. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah, man, good <clears> show. We've got uh, we do have one article. I mm-hmm. guess we might as well finish her. Yeah, if you're okay with that. Sure. The article is. <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure where this comes from, man. Do you? Oh, this is from Christian Post. My okay. bad. And it says, "War on Jesus' name." Atheist group urges community to report illegal Christian signs. Um. <clears throat> 
Here, I'm going to just catch everyone up and then get AJ's thoughts. Obviously, yeah. quote, obviously they have a motive. There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light, and they're working for the kingdom of darkness. Says Brent Farley, the founder of Jesus Saves Signs, a ministry that works to spread the gospel using signs placed on telephone poles and elsewhere around Southern California. He isn't shy about how his view, how he views efforts by a local atheist group to take his signs down. He said there's a real battle in hand. There's a real fight for the word of God. And it's obvious if you look at it through biblical times what's happening. He said, the battle is currently being waged against Los Angeles-based Atheists United, a secular organization aimed at promoting, quote, the separation of government and religion, end quote, according to its website. Uh, it's led by executive director and activist Evan Clark. <laughs> Atheist United is also behind a volunteer group called Atheist Street Pirates, yep. whose stated mission is to remove illegal signage in communities around the U.S. So essentially, they go around and they take these signs down. And the signs they say things like, Jesus saves, right? Yep. And so this Street Pirates page, they go take down any sign that says the name Jesus. Yes. Now, now here, well, here's the thing. And this is where I can understand where um, Farley, yeah, I can understand why Farley's upset and why he's in this battle. Because, so this group here, they, they claim here, they claim that they take it down for all religious signs, all of them. Mm-hmm. They say it didn't, and, and they, there's a but, quote in here somewhere. They say they, oh, we would take it down if it was Jewish, no, Muslim, and they say all that. But at the end of the day, no, nah, they're only taking it down if it says Jesus. Well, and their own page, they're I'm assuming Facebook, but it, <clears throat> the page only shows examples of signs that include the name Jesus in it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, and then his point is, he says, quote, if there was Muhammad's name or my name or anybody else's name on those signs, they could sit there. Mm-hmm. So far, but the only way to God, the way to salvation, there's a war. There's an attack against his naming Jesus, quite vicious. Mm-hmm. And then weirdly, Mission Hills Christian Church, an LGBT That's... inclusive progressive congregation in the San Bernardino Valley, has reportedly joined the effort. Yeah, they're taking take... down Jesus signs. Isn't that ridiculous? Mm-hmm. How are you a church, man? How <clears throat> are you a Christian church? It just makes me mad. I think not, it's you're not a Christian church. Farley was a former atheist himself. Did yep. you catch that? Yep, I was going to mention that too. It's pretty cool, man. Anyway, so yeah. Um, and it's as for so Clark, they end up talking to Clark, who's the leader of this organization. And we might as well give both sides. He says, as for why the atheist street pirates page features exclusively Christian signs, Clark says, quote, they, or he just says, quote, have never will never target one religion. And suggested Christians are the only religious group who are, quote, incapable of following the law, end quote. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous yeah. to say that? What a ridiculous and thing then to he, say. That, he says what you said, which he take down anything. Mm-hmm. Although he said, we then go, the fact that all signs we found so far are Christian has been a surprise to us. And begs the question of why they're the only religion incapable of following the law, says Evan. As for Farley, he says he has no plans to stop posting the name. When I go out to post signs, I've already accepted death, so there's nothing that's going to fear me. I'm not going to get scared. I'm going to go with whatever consequences are, whether it's police or LGBT activists, whatever. I'm out there to rep for a God, he says. He saved my life. I'm going to live forever. I want to leave an army of people to cover America with the gospel message. Farley's a pretty cool guy, man. I, I, it's cool that you know he was you know he former atheist who you know found Christ and he's just being bold man yeah he's sticking to his guns and I love it um you know as as far as this you know I don't know honestly you know it's sad mm. I think the thing that upsets me the most about this article is that church yeah the, the, well, the, that that they go around supporting on. this you know and they want to call themselves a Christian church yet they want to take down signs that say Jesus on it it is like, what how it are is, you man. even a church man we, we've talked about this there mm-hmm. is no such thing as progressive Christianity no it's stupid there's Christianity. There's no such thing as conservative Christianity. There's Christianity of the Bible, and there isn't. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's the article. That stuff's going on out there, guys. And I think real, the, the best, the most interesting point you brought up and was mentioned in the article is if it was any other religion, it's odd that they're saying there's no other signs. Yep. Though I agree, excuse me, part of the reason it's us is Christians are typically more evangelic, meaning 
want to go out and spread the good news because we've been commanded to. That's right. So anyway, mm-hmm. great show today, man. Absolutely, you got anything dude. you want to say to the crew here? Uh, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you are watching from Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, please uh, like the video, share it, comment on it, let people know uh, let people know why you're listening. And uh, yeah, just love you guys. And if you are listening to us via the podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, if you can leave us a review, please leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Other than that, love you guys. Yeah, and one thing I want to say is if you guys aren't on Rumble, that's a platform that's it's it's gotten pretty popular now. But that's right. Like we're, we could still make a dent there, and it could be big for us. So if you don't have a Rumble account, go make a Rumble account. It's like a YouTube alternative uh, where they don't censor content as much. That's right. Including... Christian content so yes you know certainly YouTube all that follow us but if you haven't made go check that out and follow us on there give us a rumble the more we get the more people will see us yes um, and follow us subscribe to our yeah. channel because actually that. that reminds me if we can get to I believe it's a hundred are we on rumble right you're talking yeah, on about? rumble if we can get to a hundred uh subscribers on rumble we can go live on rumble for free so. yeah which something to keep in mind is we already have well over a hundred on YouTube so we, you know, if some of you out there want to go make one of those, even if you don't use Rumble, it would help us absolutely in the, in the future. So anyway, we thank you so much for your support, guys. We love you so much. I cannot tell you how much time, prayers, and conversations we have about this show, and which is really about you. Um, you know, we love you guys, uh, and we want you to know that God loves you. God's real. It's all real. Hmm. Um, if you don't know Jesus, take the time to make an informed decision. Hmm. Read a gospel. Find a church or a friend that's a Christian who you trust to tell you the real truth. There's a lot of messages out there painted with the word Jesus that aren't really Jesus. And the only Jesus that's real is the Jesus of the Bible mm. and the, uh, the Jesus who preaches the one true gospel, right? That we can have salvation and right relationship with God through him and what he's done for us. We're all sinners. And uh, without his grace, man, we're in trouble. We're headed for hell. But he is willing to save us and has already done that if we're willing to accept it. So love you guys so much. Please like, share, comment, all those beautiful things. If you want to donate, you can donate to this show anytime. It is completely tax deductible at www.therem.live slash real-talk. Reminds me, in case he hears it, I forgot. Big shout out to, uh, to our boy who gave us a big donation last week. Oh, yes. And uh, you. Caleb. <clears throat> Caleb, we appreciate you, man. I hope you got to hear this at the end of the show. Um, as a another one, and you're gonna get. I know AJ's already sending you some stuff. You're gonna be part of the real ones here. Appreciate um, you, man. And all Thank the you. real ones, part of the the ministry supporters and or fan club, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 took a look at sort of the final. We're in the final stages of the page. Yeah, the website for the, for the website cool, for the man. real ones. It's really really cool. You guys have your own website username. But Caleb, thanks so much for your support, man. We appreciate you. Miss you. Hope you're doing well. And that goes for all the rest of you out there supporting us, even those of you just watching the show. That's right. Or if you want to donate, www.theremnant.live slash, not real dash talk. That's a lie. www.theremnant.live slash give. There it Drop is. Drop down box to real talk. Hey, have a great day. We love you guys so much. God bless you. Yeah.